This parable is often contested and misliked, disliked by many, many, many a person. I've had so many different arguments about this parable because a lot of people get really angry at this parable. They say, That's, this, is, this is not fair. Uh, how is it that, you know, the people that work all day long, uh, they get the same as a guy that just came in for an hour? It's not just. Why is, why is God doing that? And people get really irritated. Good holy people. And I want to try to redeem this parable and help you understand what the real significance of it is and then apply that to our hearts and uh, kind of see where some of this irritation stems from. First off, um, this parable, theologically speaking, is a metaphor for salvation history. So the vineyard, um, the vineyard is salvation history. And the people that started working first in the vineyard were the chosen people, Abraham and then all the Israelites, the Jews. And God kept sending out people to bring, bring more and more people into the vineyard. And the ones that come in at the end, those were the Gentiles because they, um, they were not part of the chosen plan from the very beginning. So right away, we all have to take a step back and be humble because everybody here in this church, we're all Gentiles. I don't think there's anybody that was a Jew that converted, right? We're, we're all Gentiles. So the very person in the parable that irritates you, it's us. So we gotta take a step back on this because that's the theological context of this parable. So if you think that last person that comes in at the last hour is a, you know, a slacker and not doing it, pulling their part, we're talking about ourselves. Now obviously, that's not really the intent of the parable. It's not, he's not trying to say that Gentiles are slackers. That's not the idea at all. He's talking about all of salvation history. But let's dig in, into this a little bit more. First off, for the people that come in last, if this is a parable about getting to heaven, then shouldn't we be happy no matter what time somebody comes in the vineyard? Shouldn't we be rejoicing? Even if it's at the last possible second somebody gets into heaven, we should be happy. I shouldn't be upset because, hey, I worked all my life, and you come in at the last possible second? What kind of attitude is that? We should be rejoicing whenever and however a soul gets into heaven. Whether it's the good thief right at the last second before he dies, or whether it's somebody that all their life long worked in the vineyard. So number one, we should always be happy whenever somebody comes to our Lord. Secondly, sometimes there's this idea that um, 
in the in the in the Bible, work was considered a gift, not a curse. A gift. It was dignified to have work in your life. From the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, Adam had work to do. Work is a participation in God's creative act. Work is a dignity. But how do we, in our culture, typically look at work? I mean, what's our dream, really? Our dream is, if I could just win the lottery, and then I don't have to work anymore. Because then my life would be happy. No, work is a gift. It's part of our sharing in God's image and likeness. And so, in the parable, when the Jews heard this parable, they were feeling sorry for the people that came in at the last hour. That you didn't have a dignified life. And it wasn't that they, you know, they were, they were just purposely slacking off. They had nobody to hire them. It wasn't their fault that they hadn't been hired. They were trying. And I think that's how we have to, we have to look at this, uh, because it is an honor and a gift to work long and hard for the kingdom. It is a gift. Do you feel that way? Do you find happiness in trying to follow Jesus? We should be rejoicing up in heaven if there would be envy, and there's no envy in heaven, but if there would be envy in heaven, we would be envious of the person that worked the longest and the hardest for the kingdom. That's how we have to look at this. It is my joy to be working for the kingdom. And finally, let's touch this thing of the, the reward at the end. Um, the people that worked longest, they were, they were upset. And there's kind of two main reasons why they would be upset. One, they're saying it's not fair because, you know, I worked all this time and they just worked an hour and they got the same as me. One attitude that can be behind that is they secretly wanted to not work all day long and at the very last second get the same thing as everybody else. If we think that in our spiritual lives, we're really immature. It is an honor to work long and hard for the kingdom. But sometimes we have that attitude like, you know, I can just do whatever I want all my life long and at the last possible second convert and hey, that would be a great life. No, it wouldn't. A great life is living like Jesus. A great life is following his commands, loving like him. We, we, our culture puts this idea in the back of our head that if I just live for myself, I could have a really great life and then just convert at the very end and then, hey, have the best of both worlds. No, you're not. Selfish people are not happy. They're not happy. 
because you're made for love, you're made to give of yourself. So that's not a better life that just because you get in at the last possible second and you did whatever you want for the rest of your life, that's not a better choice. But also, and in my little parentheses, remember, God is all merciful, but he's also all just. So if somebody converted at the last possible second, if they, now you can convert and have your heart completely and truly ordered toward God. That takes a kind of a special grace and it doesn't happen that often. But that is why a thing like purgatory exists. If you have a conversion at the last possible second, but you still have disorder, God is going to, it's not a punishment, it's, it's a, a purification, a healing for the soul. And it's not like he's just, you know, getting, uh, getting off scot-free. God is always just. End of parentheses. The other idea, though, and this is what I think the most common feeling of this parable is, it's not, it's not just, it's not fair that I did all this work and I'm getting the same as this other person. And what are we doing when we go down that path? We're going down the path of comparison. First, like I said before, we, we should be happy that we work long and hard for the kingdom. We should be, see it as a gift, not a curse. But we compare. And this is where we have to be really, really humble. How can you compare your life with anybody? You don't know what's going on in their heart. You don't know what crosses they've carried. So you've been working in the vineyard for all your life long. What about these other people that, of their no, uh, they, it was not their fault that they hadn't been hired. You don't know all the pain and suffering that they went through in their life. How do you know it's not fair? And you don't know their heart. Because if you've been working in the vineyard all your life long and complaining about it all your life long, you're not really loving. And you're not really Christ-like. You're doing it because you have to, because you feel guilty. And that's why you're angry. We have to be humble and realize, I can't compare my life with anybody. And you know, really, in my life as a, as a, as a priest, and the people that convert as adults later on in their life, Many times, they are some of the most passionate and zealous Catholics you will ever find. Whereas us cradle Catholics, we're often very, 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 very complacent. We get comfortable in the pew, and we don't, we're not really working the vineyard hard. Sometimes you can have a convert that in a short span of time, does more work than a cradle Catholic all their life. We can't compare. And so with this parable, let's be humble and rejoice. Rejoice that for me right now, it is an honor to work long and hard for the kingdom and to try to assume the heart of the king I mean, he hits it really hard here. He said, are you envious because I am generous? 
Shouldn't we be rejoicing that God is super abundantly generous? But instead of looking at the generosity, we look at ourselves and compare and get angry and upset. It's not fair. Well, it's obvious that you've been going through the motions, but your heart hasn't achieved the generosity level of Christ yet. So let's get back to working in the vineyard with joy. And no matter how, what time people come in the vineyard, let's just be happy that they're there. And let's try to have that generous heart of Christ. Don't compare yourself with anybody around you. Least of all, anybody here in the church right now, don't compare. Just love our Lord and rejoice that he gave you the gift to work in this vineyard.